Well, we have heard the Christmas story read from the Gospel of Luke, and now I'd like to read it for you from the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew writes that this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. And because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man, he did not want to expose her to public disgrace, so he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. That's an amazing story, isn't it? When I think of how Matthew tells about the birth of Christ, he does it in such a simple and understated way. I mean, we are talking about the creator of the universe coming to earth. And yet Matthew begins by saying, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Well, there's nothing unusual about that at all. I mean, weddings, marriages take place all the time, now as in back then. And in those days, the Jewish custom was that when a young couple had fallen in love, they were to be betrothed and they would express their commitment to one another, but they weren't officially married in the sense of living together and coming together. It was more like our engagement period. And they would, during that time, the uh, man who was engaged to this woman would go back to his father's house and he would build an addition or put a room onto the house that he was preparing for his bride. And when the time came, when that was completed, he would go and he would take her. He would bring his friends with him and they would go and meet his bride and he would take her to be with him. And there would be a wedding celebration and a great feast that would take place at that time. Well, in that period of time, when Joseph, this young carpenter, was working on this addition for his wife, Mary conceived. She was pregnant. Now think about that. I mean, as was said in the sketch, she was a young woman, probably in her teens, we believe. How do you explain that to your parents? You know, they hadn't seen this angelic messenger and yet they needed to believe Mary. And how do you tell the man to whom you are engaged that you are pregnant when he is not the father? How do you say that this child is God's son? Last week, Gail and I were watching the movie The Nativity, which is a story again about the birth of Christ. And I'm sure many of you have seen it. And it portrays that difficulty so well both the hardship of what it was like to live in Palestine at that time under Roman rule, but also trying to explain a pregnancy that was unexpected in this way. 
People didn't believe her. How could they? Neighbors whispered, some gossiped, some kind of glanced sideways at her, looked suspiciously about what was going on. Even Mary's parents. It took great faith for them to believe that what their daughter was telling them was the truth. And think of how hard it was for Joseph. Joseph loved Mary and he did not want to accuse her and see her stoned to death for this supposed crime. Joseph was a righteous man and so he decided that he was going to divorce her quietly. But God in His mercy sent an angel who appeared to Joseph in a dream. And this angelic messenger said, Joseph, son of David, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. Her story is true. That this child that is that she is carrying has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph believed the angel and he obeyed the message. You know, Joseph could have wondered, could have second-guessed that dream. Is that something of his own imagination? But no, it was very clear that this was a word from God. And Joseph understood that this child was no ordinary child. This child who was to be born was the one that they had been waiting for. This was the Messiah, God's chosen one, who was to come and be their deliverer. Joseph was told that you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus means Savior. You know, at Christmas time, all of us know something about waiting. We wait if we are children. We wait for the time when we're going to open those presents. And some of you are probably pretty anxious about that, whether you're going to be opening those gifts tonight or tomorrow morning, whatever your family tradition is. Those of us that are older as parents or maybe as brothers or sisters, we wait for family members to come home. We pray for their safe arrival and we look forward to seeing them. Some of you have gathered already and are here at this service. During this Christmas season, my wife Gail and I have been waiting with anticipation for the birth of a child too, our uh, first grandchild. Well, last night we got the call that Deborah was going in. She was in labor and into the hospital. And I was hoping to have an announcement before uh, the service here but I'm still waiting for the word as an anxious grandfather. Looking forward to hearing the news that the baby has come. And I think it's pretty special that he's going to be born on Christmas Eve, the Lord willing. You know, all of us have things like that that we wait for, and we can understand how Mary and Joseph must have felt as they heard this announcement and they waited the arrival of God's Son. The angel said that the birth of Jesus would be good news of great joy for all people because this Savior was not just for the Jewish people, but this would be a Savior for the whole earth, for all who would come to believe in Him. And when Jesus came, He didn't come into our world as a military or a political leader. He didn't come to restore Israel to greatness. He didn't come to conquer the world by force. He came as a Savior to rescue us from our sins. He came to give us hope and eternal life. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary home as his wife, but he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. 
And then he gave him the name Jesus. It's an amazing thing to think about, isn't it? God becoming a man. When we think of all the ways that God could have entered our world with great fanfare and a host of angels that would accompany Him in all of His might and power and glory. He didn't choose to come that way the first time. God entered into our world as a tiny baby. He identified with us so completely in our humanity. He took upon Himself our flesh. He entered into our suffering. I mean, Jesus is a Savior who understands our weakness, our needs, our frailty. He understands our sins. And He would take them upon Himself and pay the penalty for them that we deserved so that we might be forgiven and restored in our relationship with God. The birth of Jesus Christ is a promise fulfilled. God had given His Word through the prophets that one day He would send His Son. The prophet Isaiah had written that the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and they will call Him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is with us. I think that that is one of the most powerful messages of Christmas. That He is Emmanuel, God with us. There are people in our world who wonder where God is. I mean, where is God in the midst of our suffering and pain? Where is God when life is hard? Where is God when I am struggling financially? Where is God in the midst of my loss or my sorrow and grief? Does He see and does He care? The answer of Christmas is, yes, He does. That God is with us. God is with those who call upon Him in faith. Sometimes the way people see that truth in our world is through you and me. When we minister in the name of Christ and we come alongside of those that are hurting, when we give to help those who have needs in our community, in the world around us, God uses us to be a witness to the reality of Jesus Christ. You see, the truth that God is with us is not just something that happened in the past, but it is also a present reality for all who believe in Him. When we open our heart to Christ and we receive Him as our Savior and Lord, He says that He will come into us. In Revelation 3.20, He said, Behold, here I am. I stand at the door and knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. He tells us that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them. Well, we have more than two or three tonight. And Jesus is present with us in our service. And Jesus promises that he will never, no, never leave us or forsake us. He is with us always and He gives us hope and encouragement. He gives us wisdom and strength. He gives us joy and He fills our heart with His love. He changes the way that we look at life. That truth encourages each and every day as we walk with Him. But the truth that God is with us is also our future hope. For Jesus will come again. He said in John 14, 1-6, Do not let your heart be troubled, but trust in God and trust also in me. 
that in my Father's house are many rooms, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Just like Joseph returned to his home to build a place for his bride, so Jesus is preparing a place for us in heaven. And one day he will come for his bride and he will come to take us to be with him. Thomas, one of the disciples, said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered him and said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way to get there, and it is by placing our faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. And in that day we will be with Him forever. John said in the book of Revelation that I heard a loud voice from the throne saying that now the dwelling of God is with men and He will live with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them and be their God. And He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away and he who was seated on the throne said I am making everything new and then he said write this down for these words are trustworthy and true he is Emmanuel God with us where is God in our world God is with those who trust in him And I would ask you tonight, is that truth a reality in your life? Have you opened your heart and your life to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? If not, would you like to do that? You could do that simply through prayer. Let's pray together. Gracious and Almighty God, I thank You for sending Jesus, Your Son, to be our Savior. We worship Jesus as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We bow before Him like the wise men of old and we open our heart to Him. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Forgive my sins and take Your rightful place on the throne of my heart. Help me to grow in my relationship with You. Help me to honor You in all that I say and do. Thank You for Christmas. Thank You for Your Son. In His name we pray. Amen.